Oh, getting a bit of a runny nose. Uh, I realise we don't sign off with how to get in touch, so I figure if we kick off with that. Okay. So questions can be sent into, well, DM on Facebook, Startup Diary. You can email us hello at experttrades.com two t's in the middle one s at the end what is it on twitter our startup diary is it our startup diary on twitter okay, on and twitter. I'm, I'm now present on twitter we're, we're starting yeah. to, to make the effort because we purged that shit uh, yeah normal well, twitter account was, yeah, yeah was, business twitter account yeah, yeah. yeah just a lot of notifications thing. anyway if you want to know why we purged it go back to the episode and think about firing your first person <laughs> <laughs> wow okay let's do it question hit me I wish um, how do you know when a sales strategy or technique isn't working is it because of the tactics or the person doing them ooh okay um, a lot of angles to discuss but... so just to give a bit of context is from the way that I'm hearing this is let's just say there's a guy or a gal running a company and they're looking at their marketing and saying sales and marketing saying how can I acquire customers and there's a great little book actually called Traction that gives you I think it's like 19 different ways to acquire customers and how to think about strategy so the idea is really simple is you write down every possible way that you can win a customer from telephone marketing to Facebook ads to uh, press events referrals and bits like this so I guess the question is is how much energy and effort are you putting into each one of these to see if it's viable Mm. And is it the person that's doing it that's failing, or is it just that tactic doesn't work for that product or that industry? Sound good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, for me, it depends on whether the ground is proven or not. So, the idea of testing lots of things is you need to play to your strengths, because we all know that in different companies, different sales tactics have, have worked. Telesales works in some companies. Referral marketing works for Dropbox. Um, like All these tactics work in some respect. And it is down to those two factors. Like The person who asked the question hit the nail on the head. It's, like it's either down to the person that's executing on it or the industry that you're in. But I would say first and foremost is don't limit yourself to oh, us telesales. Like, we can't limit ourselves to the only way we're going to win business on our website package is through telesales because we know that it's very, very tough to get hold of these people on the phone. And mm-hmm. it takes someone doing it all day, every day, to get results without distractions. That doesn't mean it's going to work. We're in the middle of hiring, actually, so it's a really relevant question. We're in the middle of hiring someone to see if they can make it work full-time, someone who's just going to do that role and be KPI'd every single day, calls made, leads generated, how many sales they get. And it is a test. And you need to, you need to test stuff. But I would say if, if the person asking this question is trying to work out, are they spinning the wheels? There are so many different tactics that you can test that if you don't feel like you're getting traction with one, then move on to the next one. And this it's not brilliant advice because you might skim over something that's a great fit but if you're running a startup and I presume that most of the people listening to this are, are startups or solopreneurs or wanting to do something is you need to play to your strengths because you don't have the time or the money to play in areas that you need to educate yourself in so if for example if you think Facebook ads are underpriced and it's, it's the way that you need to win your, your work but it's going to take you three to six months to learn how to do the creative for Facebook ads, and it's going to take you ages to learn how to get a camera out because you think video ads are going to convert better. 
then you're just wasting time building a skill to test something. So play to your strengths, understand what you do best. If you're the type of person that networks well, go and work out how you take networking and leverage it into your skills. If you genuinely feel like you can't sell, if you're a developer, for example, and it's just that old cliche of the, the founding team is normally a sales and marketing guy and a developer, if you just don't have that sales ability and that skill set, go and find someone to help you. And don't, it's this thing that Gary Vee's going on about at the moment, actually, which I quite like. It's don't try and fix your weaknesses, just double down on your strengths and just focus on that. Like, don't try and re educate yourself in terms of, I'm a developer, but I need to learn how to do telesales. It's just polar opposites apart. Just focus on what you do best. Um, I'm struggling to answer this because it's such a it's such a specific answer that's needed. Yeah. Um, so w- would you say um, try everything, uh, and then where do you draw the line under the thing, or how do you determine what's been a success over? Okay. So, for example, cold calls compared to email marketing campaign compared yep. to Facebook ads. How do you how do you say right? This one's a bust. This one was okay, but the winner was this one. Like, what's the time scale on those? How do you compare them? Are they a like for like comparison? Okay, so I feel like the person asking this question should just go and download the book called Traction because it covers this off. So what well, they we'll co- stop the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what they cover <laughs> off there is um, write down every option mm-hmm. and then create a most likely to work based on two things: budget required to test it. Okay skills required to test it so you might have 19 options and i think it's 19 because it's what's in the book um and you might say oh, actually these five i have no idea about these three i've done at my previous role these two i think i can do so you've got five that you can go and test great go and test those that's what's called your it's a bullseye framework so that's what you're working towards you want to test this inner circle to see if they work and then it comes down to size of the opportunity is crucial. So, for example, if running Facebook ads, if you're doing B2C, so you're just doing a social media app that everyone walking down the road, <laughs> pop filter, pop filter issues, everyone walking down the road is a potential customer, then Facebook, uh, 65, 67 million people in the UK, massive audience to go after. You're not going to cold call to sell an app that's in the app store to get people to download it doesn't make sense. So look at the available of the audience. For us, 900,000 trades in the UK, uh, public data, we know which one of them's got a website. Picking up the phone and saying, hey, this is what we do. We can offer you a service that you don't already have. We think it's great value. Can I speak to you about it? That makes sense. But the way that you actually draw a line under it is just really, really simple. Look at the numbers. Like, if you sell a product, if you sell a website package that costs £220, and I know it costs us £140 year one to make it, if I'm spending £80 or more to acquire a customer, I'm losing money. So the way that I do this math is very simple. If I'm putting someone at a desk who is solely responsible for selling websites, I have to work out their quota. So how many websites do they need to sell for me to cover their salary? And then... How much commission can I pay them on top of that so they're actually incentivized to do it? And you've just got to look at the numbers. It's interesting for us because we're a SaaS product that it's recurring revenue. So we actually don't mind breaking even, taking a small hit year one because we get repeat business in year two. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've just got to look at the numbers. So if you've got a product that sells for 20 quid and you're running Facebook ads and it's acquiring a new customer is a 
a negligible cost to you because it's just a software product, for example, that you could get one customer or a thousand customers to download this thing and you don't have to do any more work, then it's very simple. You pay 20 pounds for the product. I acquire a customer on Facebook for 18 quid. I make two pounds per customer. You're profitable. If you've got loads of money, dump all the money in the world into it. As long as you stay profitable, you're making money. You've just got to look at the numbers. And that's where you get into some like more te- technical aspects about selling, which is like lifetime value of a customer. So in theory, we're too young to know, does a website package customer stay with us for two, three, five, ten mm-hmm. years? We don't know. So we don't know the lifetime value. We don't know the lifetime value of our office package customers. So we have to make assumptions. But if we actually knew that a customer in day one signs up to website package and is still with us five years later, then we actually don't mind spending 200 quid, 400 quid to acquire the customer. We just need a big pot of money to go and acquire every customer in the country yeah. because we get very profitable later on. Started off very woolly, this answer, and then went very tactical. <laughs> um, but I think it's the biggest lesson that I learned was look at the numbers. So I used to just salesman through and through. I'd just pick up the phone and sell, and oh, we got a sale, and oh, we got this. Oh, I've got some consulting, and I'm charging £400 for the day of consulting. And then I realized, actually, I've taken a day off to do the consulting. I've driven halfway down the bloody country. I've got fuel. You've got all these different costs, and you go, actually, the marginal gain of this isn't worth it. So I started actually break down everything, the partnerships, the office package, the, the trade direct partner insurance, everything that we do, you just need to work out margin. Is it profitable? Is it worth the time? Cool. I went on then. That was good. I went on. Very um, I feel like uh, I feel like there's so much more we can do around this the depths of this question in terms of like tactics yeah I think it's um, I think you, you, you raise the point that one is down to your skill level and capabilities of you or the team that you've got mm-hmm. um, and just kind of a level of appropriateness if that's a word yeah um, for what you're selling like say if you're trying to sell an app then calling someone's not necessarily the most obvious or doesn't make the most sense no, we, we know that we know how we know how to get people to download their app and it's not calling them <laughs> it's definitely not calling them and like the stuff that you're working on is brand new to us but it's all it's already getting traction yeah and I think once you've been doing it for a, a while you get to feel what success looks like and just to raise a point that we've covered off before it's if you find something that works don't go that worked let's do something else <laughs> um, we, we just had this mentality of like we always wanted to look for the next best thing that gives us the, the next best conversion rate the next best funnel of signups yeah I think we got into the frame of mind of trying new things all the time yeah. and you end up overshooting on the thing that you need to double down on the most exactly so if you are testing five things find the best one keep your eyes open for the one that works exactly don't just think about i'm a startup gotta do new things yeah so lesson that we learned